Welcome to the Net Positive Podcast, a series of podcasts on clean energy and the environment. The Net Positive is about crafting healthy communities and a sustainable world. These explorations are designed to educate and inspire. That's when we get action. I am your host, Ted Flanagan, and this edition of the Net Positive Podcast features a conversation with Andrew Waddell, and we're going to be talking about Hillside Solar. Thank you for joining me. Happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. It's my pleasure to introduce uh, you, Andrew, as our new solar project manager at EcoMotion. Why, why is solar important to you? I mean, that's a great question. I guess the deep answer is that transitioning away from fossil fuels uh, in terms of how we power our civilization is deeply important to me um, for the health of our earth and our society. Um, And solar power is one of the essential ways that we're gonna do that. If you look at these decarbonization pathways that they have mapped out the path to reaching net zero by 2050, uh, solar and wind are gonna make up 80 to 90% of our electricity generation. So yeah, the costs are coming down, deployment's going up. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of uh, putting more of it out into the world. That's right. Well, well articulated, I would say. And, and as you and I both know, solar comes in many forms. Um, it's obviously utility scale solar, big ground mount out in the, out in the desert, and big open areas. Uh, but then the distributed solar that we're primarily working with, rooftop, solar ports, and then sometimes we do some ground mount. Um, most of the ground mounts that, we are, that we've done are on flat ground. So it was, it's been kind of intriguing that we've had this project that came up, this country club in La Cañada, Flintridge, that uh, even though they have uh, over 100 acres of land, uh, the solar has been determined to be on a very steep hillside. So um, talk a little bit about the hillside option. What, is that, what does that do for this transition to this sustainable future? Well, I think we're going to be seeing, as we see deployment of distributed solar going up, we're going to run into more and more of these projects that are on hillsides, um, just because many sites similar to Lacanyata Country Club, um, that's the the best place that they have to put solar. Um, You know, oftentimes there's not a whole lot of other things that you can do with that land. So it's a good place for solar. Um, so I think it's a great opportunity. It's one that comes with some challenges as well. <laughs> a bit, bit easier and cheaper mostly to put it on flat ground than on a hillside. Um, but that does not mean it's by any means an insurmountable challenge. And there's a lot of different ways that people can do it. Um, the most common would be to put a, steel beam in the ground and you know you can make the beam longer <laughs> and that's a you know oftentimes a, a quick solution um you can also use an earth screw um it's, it's called a helical pile um but basically you can just think of it like a screw instead of uh like a steel beam would be like a nail and an earth screw is like a screw so it's uh a sturdier, stronger solution. 
it's really fascinating. I guess it's inherently challenging, but if you've got a south facing slope, it's inherently good because it's already pitched in the exactly the direction that you you want to put your panels at. I asked you to do a little bit of poking around and you you came up with an interesting quarry project. Uh, what, where was that and what what talk about that project a little bit? Sure. This is called uh, the company is Bodean Company, and it's their Mark West Quarry. That's up in Santa Rosa, California. And basically that quarry provides a lot of um, crushed rock, uh, asphaltic concrete um, to Napa, Santa Rosa surrounding area. And back in 2011, I believe, they became the first quarry to have um, to be operated with solar energy. And uh, it's about 3,500 panels that they got out there. If you look this thing up online, if you just Google Mark West Quarry Solar, um, you'll see some really stunning pictures of this development, very cool looking. And what they did was a, a lot of um, grading. They did a lot of grading. Um, and so they kind of have like a terraced structure going down into this quarry. Um, with the solar arranged in about 20 rows. Very, very interesting. And then, um, so that would have been racked probably with not an earth screw, but with just some kind of a, a, a steel beam into the ground and a sort of more standard ground mount racking system. Was that right? That's correct. Um, usually using something like an earth screw is going to be cheaper than actually doing the work of grading. But my assumption in this case is that at a quarry, you're already doing a lot of that earthwork to, to um, move yeah. the earth around and do the grading. Yeah. So in that case, it was more economical. EcoMotion has, has checked out some really interesting uh, hillside projects. One is, one is this Broadview Christian Science Nursing Home in the Arroyo Seco, just, out, just outside of LA. And, and that's a fascinating project because the hillside is actually north facing. Uh, and so they, they, and very, very steep. And they, they actually, the contractor, Solar Max, belayed uh, backhoes down the hill, this steep hill to drill holes to put in posts for these solar systems that were what we call solar on a stick. And then they had to rack it the opposite way. Absolutely a fantastic array using, as you mentioned, sort of land that couldn't be used for anything else. It's supplying 80% of their, of that nursing home's power. <clears throat> It's very much aligned with their their beliefs. At Occidental College, we we visited. Um, they have a one megawatt hillside array that's made wow. of something like twenty different tables or different planes. And uh, Oxy is very proud of it. It's sort of where liberal arts. It was a liberal arts approach to design, very much of a blending of technology and art, and that's offsetting about twelve percent of the campus's consumption. Again, a a hillside that, that couldn't be used for anything else. But one of the things that intrigued me about your research was that how visibility issues uh, from neighbors could scuttle a project. And there was one project you said mentioned Mount Sac um, that I, I guess they wanted to do a hillside array and then the neighbors complained and ultimately it was scuttled. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's the uh, Mount San Antonio Community College out by Walnut, California, up by Diamond Bar, about 30 minutes east of LA. And they were, this was going to be a 2.2 megawatt system that was going to supply 
uh, almost half of the university's energy, huge project. And basically there was a bunch of neighbors got together, essentially formed an, a NIMBY group and said, we don't want it. We think it's unsightly. We don't want to deal with the construction. And um, that got tied up in litigation for a long time. They, you know, got the ear of the, uh, not the mayor, but um, some other city official. And he ordered a, an injunction to pause work until the thing had been revisited. And, you know, they were, over the course of many years, they were kept being ordered to do more environmental impact reports and more planning around how they were gonna transport some of the dirt that they were using to grade the slope. And, you know, when you tie up a project for two years of litigation, it starts to, that's money, you know, that's, that's increasing the cost of the project. So uh, regardless of whether or not that they were in their legal right to build on the land that they owned there, um, you know, they got tied up with a lot of um, neighborhood uh, contention. Contention. Animosity. Uh, yeah, you could imagine uh, how upset people get. And because we do have in California, we have the Solar Rights Act that actually is a series of laws that were first enacted in 1978. And uh, it really. It, it gives, gives us as residents of the state, businesses in the state, access to the sun. And that means that homeowners associations can't shut down solar projects. It means that local governments can't shut down uh, solar projects uh, without um, very specific cause. Um, but so I guess what you're saying, and I, it's well put, is that, or it makes sense, is that maybe the, the neighbors that objected didn't really even have legal grounds, but could just drag out this, uh, this con contention uh, that would cause, in this case, Mount Sac just to walk away from the project. Yeah, there's often some uh, distance between the uh, laws it's written down and as it functions in reality. <laughs> right, right. And, and as, as, uh, as my gal would like to point out, she has, Terry just has a, she just hates power lines. And she would say something like, well, we've all gotten so used to these just incredibly ugly power lines. But, you know, if you put a solar panel out there, people will start freaking out. There was, a, there was an array that was built, a hillside array that was built down in Newport Beach, had to be at least 10 years ago. Really nicely done on a pretty steep hillside uh, house overlooking the harbor, gorgeous place. And as I think I told you the other day, they put hedges around it, really did a beautiful job of blending this into the hillside, uh, just a nice big monolithic plane of panels, and everybody just freaked out, I guess for a while. And then at the end of the day, uh, they, nobody really had rights to object. It had been approved by the city. Uh, it was within the Solar Rights Act that we have in California. And so, so the system still sits there. I think people just probably got used to it after a while. But what, I, I don't think we know yet about the marginal costs of hillside solar. And I guess, um, I guess it really depends, right? It depends what- Yeah, I think it's very site specific. And yeah. a lot of these companies that do do ground mount stuff, you know, offer customizable turnkey um, products. They'll market themselves and say, look, we're gonna take into account your environment, your hillside, your land, you know, with the, the substructure, subsurface uh, composition is like and um, you know come up with really customized solutions because every site is so different and that's going to lead to you know 
a wide variety of marginal costs. Right. Yeah, that's really it's really true. And, and I think what, what we've learned over the years at EcoMotion is, is that sort of all hillsides are probably fair game. I mean, we, because you can rack uh, towards the south or towards the southwest, even on a north facing hillside or even on a, even on a northeast facing hillside, uh, there are opportunities. They're not as cost effective, likely. They're more, they're more expensive to build. But as we, I, I think you would say, as we as a society need to reach deeper and deeper into this sort of vast potential of distributed resources, we're going to need to, to take less optimal, less optimal sites and make them, and make them productive. And even when you say less optimal, it depends on what you're comparing to, right? If you're comparing to some like ideal flat surface uh, or rooftop that you don't have, you know, maybe it's less optimal, but uh, I, it's still, you're still going to get a solar system that's giving you clean energy that's going to pay for itself over time, perhaps not as quickly as a rooftop system. But to me, that sounds pretty optimal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. It really is. It's, it's, kind of, it's really where we're, where we're heading. Is is to just to pick up all these opportunities, and I got, as I like to say, um, anybody who's got a, a big roof and a big power bill has been approached by dozens of solar companies, uh, just eager to take advantage of that really what we would call a really precious asset. But as we get further and further, we're going to be finding ways to make uh, systems like hillside systems cost effective. One of the companies that's interested in, in bidding on our job there at La, at the La Cañada Flint Ridge Country Club is a company that doesn't even put racking in the ground. It's, it strings those, these, uh, these tension cables or these large steel cables at tension and then, and then uses that as the racking system for the, for the solar. They built big, a big system over a canal in India to do this and claim that that's a, really a very cost-effective way. So it'd be fascinating to see how the pricing, how the pricing comes in. But Andrew, thank you so much for chatting about Hillside Solar. And um, we, can, we can follow up on this again in a, in a subsequent uh, edition of the Net Positive podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ted. That's it. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Net Positive. We'll see you next time.